Hello, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art Podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy listening to this episode. I'm I've all got off. To. I'm Why do you sound like William Shatner? I don't know. It just kind of came out on me funny. Today, the topic is... <laughs> the topic <laughs> yeah. is... Ah, yeah. Is technology killing artists? This is a polarizing topic for some creatives. So I thought it'd be are fun you, to Are do. you mad about, about the thing I sent you? Is that what you're... No. Is that the technology? No, but that, that, that came into play. I didn't oh, think it would. Jesus Christ. And there's a better one. We'll talk about that uh, eventually. Oh, I can't wait to see yeah. it. Uh, but anyway, you know how they say MTV killed the radio star and uh, maybe the internet uh, killed us all while making stupid people famous. I don't know. But I really wanted to talk about this today. But first, the most important thing. And I'm not talking Stardate. about tri- I'm not talking about tribbles. I'm talking about beer. Ouch. Our friend, Tony. Remember Tony? The recurring character on the show, Tony? Oh, t- Tony. Yeah, Tony. Just Tony. Tony back just in the back. Call, yeah, Tony back in the back. Tony the Love Sponge. <laughs> does he listen to the show? He does. Oh, good for he him. Does. If he sees it, you know, he's... Is he blind? He's a little technology challenged. Technologically challenged. Well, so if we, I don't... Well, if, you're a wordsmith, so if, I guess... I know. If I don't if I don't post it... So he provided us with a drink? He... Yeah, he did. For my birthday, he... Uh, oh, happy birthday, Mike. Yeah, thank you. He went down and uh, he was at Jungle Gyms. Oh, I like Jungle Gyms. And uh, for those listening, Jungle Gyms is a is a commitment to to drive. You know, it's like an, what an hour and thirty minutes, hour and forty for minutes. For us, yeah. Uh, to get there, pick up what you want. I spend way too much money when I'm in there, and then drive home. If you don't know what it stuff. is, it's a it's a super grocery store that has uh, it's got aisles of uh, that are are country and based, and then that are ethnic based too as well. They they have all sorts of different things, so you can you can try. Like snacks, that's that you can usually only get in Spain and stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah, and they have a great hot sauce aisle too. Yes. So he picked up this. Well, meats. He asked me meats. what I wanted to get. You know what I wanted. Uh-huh. I was like, ah, oh, you don't have to do it. But anyway, he he took a picture of the aisle, the beer. He was in the beer aisle, of course, one of the beer aisles. And I told him something German would be good. So he took a picture of the aisle, and, and then and then uh, I zoomed in, made a <laughs> screenshot. Sent it back to him and said, this one will be fantastic, but you don't have to. And he did anyway. Of course, I tried to give him money. He wouldn't do it. Um, so thank you, Tony, for the beer today. Yeah. It is. Uh, What's it called? <laughs> it's a well, mini cake. It's, it's a, you want me to say in English first so you know what it is or you just want to hear it? Just don't be an asshole. Just say what it is. It's Rachbier, which is smoke beer. <laughs> smoke beer, huh? They yeah. smoke it? The, the malted barley is heated. Uh, toasted with an open flame, so the smoke actually travels onto the barley, and it it in, it basically carries that flavor over into the the final product, oh, which is kind of neat. I took a survey, nothing official, nothing online or anything, but I asked just about everyone. What kind I know. of survey is it? You ask human beings. Yes, you know, I literally okay. asked human beings on this one. Not not the internet human beings, but the real in- human beings, <laughs> not the technological face to face human beings. Yes, you ask them what. I'm really, really into this show today. I know. Can you tell? I, I'm well. I'm kind of excited. I didn't want. I was dreading it when I saw your little, but your little barrel. But now, when I'm hearing about this, I can't wait to. Yeah, I'm talking it up. It. You're not going to like it. That's the whole point. Everybody I talked to, uh, overwhelmingly, 100 percent went no. Paul's not going to like it. Oh, oh, that's what the poll was about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. you it's, just said you took a poll. You think Paul drank it? No. How yeah. many people did you ask? What kind of poll was this? I asked a lot of my beer drinking friends. All right. Well, let's have it. You know. Why aren't you pouring it? And and I even asked Tony. 
Uh-huh. Of course, he's never had this. Are you going to take some you in know. for him? No, because it's going to be gone today. Uh, oh, geez, Mike. Come on, man. It's only five liters. Are you going? Are you mowing the yard today? Yes. Oh, okay, I got to yeah. finish. I, I did the front yesterday. Just okay. Bear with me because I'm going to make some noise here. Paul, give us some. Give us some stuff. You're going to uh, wear that barrel like a Saint Bernard while you're mowing. Is that what you're doing? It's this thing set up like a mini keg. It's a it's a little barrel. And I'm having technical. Difficulty. Oh yeah, he's having a terrible. Maybe time. I drank too much yesterday. It's got a tap. There oh, there it is. Oh, look. Don't give me very much. But. I'm not, because you're not going to like it. Well, you don't know that. You don't know me. I do know that. You can have more than that if you want, Ed. That's a, that's a like, child's bore. I like Typical. things that are smoked. <laughs> do you? <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, did you do anything interesting on the weekend? I, I mowed. Uh, I well, was really, why are you mowing now? Then? I was really pissed off because it rained, and you know, people who know me know that the rain just jacks me up. So, I... Late, late last night after I've had, sorry, I'm not talking directly in the mic. I'm still pouring my beer. It's a very slow pour. Can you hear that? Oh, probably yes. not. Drip, drip, drip. I guess I should probably prepare to stop it. Do you have to? I'm surprised you're even using glass. I'm impressed. Well, I'm using a small glass because I was going to, I was going to use, see, I'm just not talking in the mic. Here. One of your is, big steins? Yeah, I was going to use my beer, beer stein, the one liter that way, because I've already had two of those out of this. So we've, we've got three liters of beer to drink, Paul. You better hurry up. Yeah, I'm not. I, I do want to, because we're, we're lagging here just a little bit more oh, than right. I want to. Give that a taste. All right. And let me, cheers. Because Got some I thoughts. like it. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Google Hassan. Oh, it smells good. <laughs> it does. Got a great little flavor to it. So, I smell hints of vanilla. Yeah. If, if you get the Blitz shits, it's not my fault. <laughs> oh, that's fucking terrible. I knew it. The face you made. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take another drink. Just going yeah, it's got to grow on you a little bit. It's it's not, you know, yeah, no. It's no. like windshield washer fluid. Does it really? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think Jesus. so. I think it's pretty good. Well, obviously you do. Yeah. You're drinking it. So, uh, technology. It's not the worst beer I've ever had. Technology. Yeah. Tell me about it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> technology, man. It's changing every day. It is changing every day. What's the rule? The It's it, what every so often, what is it, a year, technology doubles of the speed and smaller or something like i can't shoot. i don't know i've never heard that before see i don't prepare but there's a rule there's <laughs> right. a rule for that there's an x amount of years and i bet somebody listening and will know it right off the top of their head yeah. there's the rule of of technology when computers and specific specifically yeah um every x years then the, the 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 computing power doubles and the size goes down but i can't remember what the ratio is i've never heard that and it's Let's, just moving faster and faster and faster. I, I think I want to say this quote before we get too far into Same. it. And everybody knows I'm an Apple fanboy, so I'm going to say it anyway. Yes, the, Steve Jobs said, the best way to create value in the 21st century is to connect creativity with technology. So if you're listening to this show thinking I'm going to bash technology and uh, say that the world should go back you know, five centuries and we should go back to the, the good old days, you're probably mistaken, but I do feel technology has changed the way an artist works and sells and possibly makes their living or even to some degree, this was all good in the shower. When I was, yeah. when I was thinking, was going to say like, Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then here I am not, uh, not getting well, out I think what you, I want to say. I think you got two different, you, you, there's two different sides here. You got, are you, are you using technology to make art or are you using technology to help 
sell and get your art out there because that's two very different things. Yeah. And that's the point. You, you said the word you, right? Not necessarily me, but people listening. It's a human being mm -hmm. making the art. We're going to get into that here in just a second because you sent me a link. Uh, what, what was that link? Uh, was it Wally? They it's, changed it. They changed its name from Wally to whatever it is now, the D something. Yeah. Whatever. So it's artificial intelligence yeah. that takes your input, go back to you, yeah. takes your input and creates an image. So if you want like a, a unicorn, a, a unicorn with a, with an octopus head, <laughs> you're all over this. You put that, if you want to do this, well, yeah. I'm just showing how ridiculous this <laughs> is. Or you want, or like when my buddy was telling me about it, I was like, well, let's put uh, George Bush on a, on a uh, on a American flag shaped yeah. like a like a, a unicorn. I got a lot of unicorn stuff apparently, but yeah. And it'll make that, so it'll make historical people too. But it'll just make other like I put in a uh, uh, sexy vampire with mm -hmm. uh, arm teeth or something. And I mean, it makes yeah, things yeah. out of your yeah. nightmare. It's not real clear. Like it's a little. It look these images are like pretty cool, yeah. and then it looks like. It was a painting, and someone just kind of like, like put their hand over it real quick, and there's just a little bit of blur over most yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I think it's really neat. Anything you can think of. Yeah, I did Walter White making cookies. See, what's wrong with that? Which was really pretty cool because it took Brian Cranston's character, Walter yeah. White, and actually had the little black hat on him and everything. Man, he looked like he's from Breaking Heisenberg. Benjamin. Yeah, Heisenberg. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, but I, I, not even in the research. This came up by accident. Yesterday... Uh, I learned that there's another one. Uh, Google, its AI, has created uh, this ability. <laughs> so you can literally put things in, and it's better. Why do you say it's better? Because I saw the images, and it's actually very correct. All right, send it to me. Um, I'll see if I can find the link to actually get into it. But it's it's nuts. But are we going to argue, is it making art? I think the it's AI making, is not. It's it, performing the process. It's making content. Yeah, and this this is kind of the part of this show that I want to dive into the idea that the human brain is the input. That's the creativity. Mm -hmm. The AI is not going to just randomly go, well, I'm going to make a British bulldog dressed up in a red jacket guarding Windsor Castle while talking to mice. I'd like to see it's that. It's just not going Put to it do there. it. <laughs> right? Right. Um, it's, it's waiting for input. It has a job to do. So logically, the computer's logically thinking, well, when somebody tells me what to do, I'll do it. Whereas a human being is just going to be inspired to do something without prompt to do it. Do, do you agree with right. that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the whole part here is we're the creative part. We're the input. Right. The tools have changed. I mean, you go back to uh, the late 1800s, and there were a lot of portrait painters who were really pissed off that the camera came out. Hmm. Because now somebody can go sit for 15, 20 minutes get a get a photo of them and it's cheaper faster <laughs> and more realistic yeah exactly in in every way other than at the beginning it wasn't color but it's just one of them things where technology kind of killed some of the business so i don't know that it's killing artists i think it's killing the output it's killing and it's not even really doing that it because i really don't want to jump on one side or the other of this aisle and say yeah, we're all doomed because we're not. It's just the end result is what's changing. You know, if, if you want, what was that? It's my heart monitor. Oh, his heart monitor's going off. He's getting excited, folks. Yeah, it's all good. He likes the beer. <laughs> um, but, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yes. It's, it's the end result. 
And uh, I, I think it come across, I could probably talk about this for hours and hours and hours. And I know you don't have time. I don't have time. I got so much to do. And people listening are like, get to the fucking point, right? I, I think, and I read this somewhere where we, human beings need to be bored before we, I mean, it sparks creativity. If you're always getting this content thrown your way mm-hmm. through technology, if you're always being entertained, you're probably not going to do anything. And I think that's where technology is killing us today is the fact that we always have something to do. Or something to look at. Yeah. yeah. Like- and we, we vegetate. We watch Netflix. We read more books than we need to. And most of us never finish the book. We move on to the next one because we, you know, squirrel. Right. Um, but it's it's... That's the good and bad about tech. We have all this information available to us today that we can we can learn how to paint without going to an atelier. We can learn how to play guitar mm-hmm. without studying at Berkeley. You know, all the not saying those things are not good because it's it's training. We've talked about that before, but it's it's really impressive that you know even in our lifetimes. Oh yeah, we couldn't do that. You know, thirty years ago, I couldn't I couldn't just say, oh, I want to study this way. I mean, I had to go to the library, get a book and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I think in a lot of ways it's making uh, people famous without any talent. Is that, a value? Is that a valid point? I don't know. I mean, you're talking about uh, influencers and, and uh, um, that sort of thing, reality stars. That's one thing. But people... I've said this before, it's no matter where you go, the cream rises to the top. And if something's worth noticing for some reason, whatever it is, even if I think that the reason it's getting noticed is invalid, if it's getting noticed and they get a half a million views, then they've clearly, they did something at the right time. And it's better to be lucky than good most of the time. And it struck a chord with somebody and it got shared and people seen it. And I I just, you can be as talented as you want to. I mean, there's a, and it doesn't necessarily matter. You have to hit, you have to hit your marks at the, just the right time. Mm-hmm. And it's like that with, with the internet. And it's made it so we all can potentially get our stuff out to the world. Now it's different now with the way the algorithms are and the way that they seem like they throttle you back, uh, on certain things and, and don't put your posts in a certain, certain tier and <laughs> right. this and that but yeah because the algorithm is going right. to kill you but all things being equal you have the opportunity to reach people that you never would before so I, in that case technology is good I, we're still old enough that, that I remember when I was a young musician we had a, a book at our gigs and people put their mailing list on it and then at some point it became their email list but it was still something that you would physically mm-hmm. do I we would make flyers and fold them up and take them to a mail place Mm -hmm. that would sort them and we would pay them and they would mail out the list of gigs that we had coming up for the week. That's fucking crazy. Right. Kids today have no idea what the hell that is. Right. And and I guess that made me think too, that technology can repeat, you know, remember, remember when we made the transition from vinyl to eight track and cassette? Not really. People were like, well, I still like my, my vinyl. And then we went from cassettes to uh, DVDs and, and CDs. Yeah, and I and, was a late holdover for that. I was, I was like, no, I like cassettes. I, don't, I think CDs sound funny. And I, I, bought cassettes <laughs> really? for fi- I bought cassettes for five years yeah. before I really started buying have DVDs. You, have, you, have you adopted the, uh, the whole digital content no. online? No, so I don't I, like it. 
I, I like to have physical CD. I get it. I rip it myself and as yeah. high quality MP3 or wave as I can. Really? And then I, I digitize it and then it goes downstairs in my, in my thing of CDs. Yeah. My whole library. I, I don't really, I don't think I have any physical things anymore other than what I have sitting over here on the floor. But I mean, that's just me. But the, the point I was getting at here was here we are going back to vinyl because people like the sound. They like the imperfection. People think they like the sound. I don't think they really do. Yeah, I don't either. I think it's more of a collector thing. They just like to collect. But, but there's a there's a ritual to it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's cool. It's like it's like drinking absinthe, and you get the sugar cube out, and you're and you're pouring yeah. it over that, and so the whole thing. I think it's the same way with a record. With a record, you're you're getting in that mindset. You're sitting down to listen to some music, and you got to there's something cool and nostalgic and neat about having a big old record. Yeah. Especially in the time that we are now where everybody's yeah. digitizing, or not even talking about the sound or anything. And then you put it on and you have to physically put the arm on there <laughs> yeah. and drop the needle so down. So the, the process place. becomes fun again. Yeah, I think it's just part of it. It's just, it's more immersive. You're part of, you've, you've kind of become part of the art because yeah. you have to do something to make all this happen. You have to be in a certain, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Certain mood. No, I, no I'm I not can, a big, I'm not a vinyl guy. I, but. I can, I can, you know, I get excited when I, grab my iPhone and hit that little thing. It looks like it might be music. It's just and, not, the, it, it really, it's not the same. It's I, really not. I know, I know. But anyway, the, the, it's interesting to me though, that we, we can't all be famous, right? I mean, we can reach a, a bigger audience and we can use technology to do so. We can make a record if we want to, we can make a CD if mm -hmm. we want to, we can put our artwork out there as NFTs and we can be famous. Speaking of famous, on this day, 1975, David Bowie released Fame. Really? Yeah. 1975. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. Because I was talking about that song yesterday. No at kidding. A party, yeah. No kidding. Um, I, I was really interested in, in studying this a little bit. Yeah. And, and I found it funny that on, on this day in 1965, Bob Dylan is booed at the Newport Folk Festival. For playing rock music? For playing, no, listen to this, for playing with an electric guitar. Yeah, that's, why, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, it was the beginning of folk rock is what they're saying, but that's kind of crazy. There's a really good documentary where he's got uh, Robbie Robertson and the band yeah. backing him and how they were getting booed and all this stuff when they were playing electric. It's really neat. Yeah. And he's like, hey, yeah. come on. <laughs> we're going to play <laughs> some music on the electric guitar. <laughs> oh, well, but I, I found it funny, too, because I, I really wanted to do a lot of this day in history stuff oh, yeah. in comparison what, what to, to technology. But uh, the first live Dutch radio concert featuring Duke Ellington was in 1933 on this day. Uh, kind That's of cool. impressive. Uh, the Beatles album, 1964, A Hard Day's Night, goes to number one, and it stayed there for 14 weeks. Wow. Uh, and that was back that was back when the uh, the method for measuring that was different than what we have today. Right. So I don't think it was as accurate um, from what I've been told. Um, but I had to throw this last one in there for you and me because it's more of our generation of music, and um, it goes along with Killing Technology. In 1983, Metallica released Kill 'Em All. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't find anything useful new today because, quite honestly, a lot of it was pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that mean we haven't done anything in 30 years, 50 years, 40 years, whatever? But you think, I, you know, Metallica is a good example. That This is a, a group that is famous for using uh, maces and mm -hmm. and uh, Rollins for, uh, for clean guitars and, yeah. and having their sound and all this different stuff. But then 
now they tour and they have, what is it, uh, Axe Effects or basically same thing as the Helix or whatever. That's right. just, it's all modeling. It's just yeah. a little, it's just a little rack mount unit. Yeah, all it's got all the things in it. Yeah. And it's crazy. It is crazy. And now they can, you know, bands like that can, can, you know, tour and have, get their sound that they want and they're used to and go straight into the front of the house and they don't have to ship and pave to carry $800 or 800 pounds worth of Right. Equipment. Yeah, that's where technology really helps. Our backs, we're right. not, not getting killed. I um, I don't want to dwell too much on the, the actual technological benefits as in terms of what we're talking about right now, but I, I would like to say, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about the good and bad about tech when it comes to creatives, and, and I still really stand firm with the idea that in the process of making our art, no matter what it is, there's still the whole side of creativity and input that has to happen. Inspiration, you know, the muse talks to you and you, you do your thing, right? No technology is going to replace that. I don't think AI, you know, two AI computers walk into a bar or rather they're already there because they're on the internet or whatever. I don't know. How do they walk into a bar? But you get the idea Two two AI supercomputers get together and one says, Hey dude, uh, paint me a beer. Is the other one going to just do that, right? I mean, I guess that's possible, but this is where I think logically AI is just not going to do it. It's looking for input. Then again, maybe that's the point where AI becomes self-aware. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to imagine a a computer being pragmatic. We have trouble explaining to people why they need art and why art is important and why this thing that we did matters. We can't explain that a lot of times. right? So how is a computer going to think all right what what's the what's the point of this right I mean, a computer's not going to yeah i don't think a computer's going to even think art's important because it's not part of the, the the it's just not part of the the routine right right it's, it's a tool trying, yeah it's, it's trying to tool. do calculations and and fix things mm-hmm. and do things and 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 we've we've said this before i think on the show but the process that we do as artists is what for most of us is the fun part the end result isn't so much the, the exciting part mm-hmm. You know, when you sell it, it's kind of, oh, it's gone. Time to do something else. You know, and a lot of us during the process, we're already moving on to the next thing anyway. Right. The exciting part is getting started and, mm-hmm. and doing the creative, you know, juices. You know, when, when that starts to flow, you get really excited about things. And I, I really, I think that's the part about technology that we're missing. I think it's the, you know, when people start to get afraid and they say, well, it's going to replace me, you know, and all these other things. I think the people who need to worry about this are the NFT artists when it when it comes to this uh just telling the computer what you want it spits out an image because you've heard of Beeple. you ever heard of Beeple? i don't think so he's a he's an nft artist uh hot, really successful extremely successful but he draw he draws these on the computer using one of those yeah programs. he he uses no he uses his own thing he does digital painting and right and but he's he's physically moving his hands to make yeah, the colors yeah, he's, and he's moving pixels yes. yes uh and he's a surrealist which is what I find most of this AI stuff to be is surreal. Right. Um, if, if he's imagining this in his head, at what point can he just go to Google AI and say, this is what I want. It spits it out. Never. And then he just makes an N- N- NFT over it. Never. I mean, he could, why he Why could never? do that, but it's not going to be what's in his head because no matter how much input you put in this computer, it's not going to, design it exactly the way that you're imagining it. It's but just is, it, not, is it good enough? Oh, it could be. Yeah. And then you just move on. But 
Because the end result for him is about the money, maybe. I don't know. I don't know him. You see still, but it's still, it, we can argue whether it's art, but it's definitely creative. It's just like there was, cre- it was creative when I was messing with that, that program myself and thinking of stupid shit to put into it. Yeah. I was thinking of wild ass stuff to do and seeing what, what it came out. And some of it came out kind of what, how I imagined it would. Right. Some of it came, well, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. It was a very creative process. Doesn't mean I was. I wouldn't say I was making art doing that, but I would definitely say yeah. I was being creative. You were being creative, yeah. You were creative. So if you wanted to, what was, what's to stop me from spitting one of those out? I don't know. Let's Nothing, say, and that's you, the point I'm trying to make. It's a bear on Big Ben, okay, and it spits it out. <laughs> it spits it out, and then we take it. That's funny. Rawr. We take it, a polar bear on top of ben, yeah, Big Ben. Yeah, a polar bear, dar- be specific. Yes. During, a, uh, dar- during a, a, a rainstorm, okay? So we got that backdrop. We got it. It spits it out. Yeah. Now, if I take that and I start modifying that picture myself and I put it into some program or I, or I print it out and I decide to paint over it and, yeah. and do something, now I am using that to make art. Yeah. And maybe it didn't come out the way that I wanted it to, but maybe that's part of the process. It's like, oh, okay, that's how am I going to yeah. get to, you know, I was going from A to B, but it went from A to C. How am I going to? merge those together and get B in there. Yeah, and I find that to be an interesting And it's very interesting, but your skill set doesn't have to be as good as, say, this guy over here who can actually move pixels with a, a stylus or some sort of input device. Not if you're just trying to make stuff, but if you're really trying to, if you're trying to do something specific, you're never going to be, it's, it's always going to be a little, well, well you're, I, you're always going to have to settle. It's just I, not the same. I, I get that, but I'm, I'm talking in terms of just somebody who we, I guess, for lack of, I hate this term, for lack of better ways of putting it, let's say there's a talented artist who can put something down on screen that looks like they drew it and they did and they do all these things. Isn't that taking away from that guy? Because now anybody can just type in and let the AI do the process, even if they modify it just a little bit here and there. My point is NFTs live digitally, right? Right. So it, the the input could be anybody putting the input in, creating an image, selling an NFT. So I think it devalues the NFT market if I, this becomes. I don't see it that way, just because it's yeah. never going to be as good as what somebody else. I don't. Can, can I don't draw. agree with that because there's a lot of shit it's NFTs like, out there. Let's put this on that are making money, right? But that fucking grape ape thing or whatever the hell it is. But they did that on purpose. <laughs> they did that on purpose. Yeah. This is a tough subject for me right here because it just makes the artists have to step it up and do something that it's pushing the it's pushing the medium. It makes it? the artists think, okay, if if they've got up and they can Say do these pushing one more time because it's got a lot of plosives in it. I really pushing. like pushing. You see, you, you blow a lot of air when you say pushing. Yeah, I'm projecting singer. Wah! But yeah. <laughs> you haven't kicked a mic stand yet. <laughs> Listen, fuckhead. No, but. I think it's it, an artist. Drink up, drink up. I'm the only one getting drunk. I'm here. not drinking that. That is fucking disgusting. This is not disgusting. Um, Tony, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Tony. If you're I still mean, listening, you knew I wouldn't like He's it. He's probably you got over it, it by now. He's moved on too long. So look at it this way: <laughs> you got you, you, you're hung up on on some talentless fuck putting <laughs> shit into this machine and getting a picture that he. Can, I don't believe in talent. I don't think he's talentless. I think he's. Using his creativity, but his skill set of being able to move pixels with his hand is non-existent. So he's finding a way to make art and make NFTs without having that ability. So good for him. 
Right. And, and that's why I'm it's saying only going to be technology killing the artist no, because at the end, that's no, the end result. Because it's only going to be so good. At the end of the day, no matter what, it's there's going to be there's going to be. I, I hate to use the term real, but I mean, I think it's applicable. Apple, it doesn't even matter if it's real or not. No, I'm saying you got a real artist is going to be able to do something amazing that yeah. these machines aren't yeah. going to be able to do. So yeah. it just pushes the artist to try to do something new and innovative. It's the same thing in the in, in the the early '90s as bassist, and a lot of that we'd already went through the drum machine phase. Yeah, and it's same way with that too. Drum machines are awesome. I love fucking drum machines. Yeah, I didn't even think about drum machines. Drum machines are better. When a drummer assholes. when a drummer <laughs> plays them though, and it's the same way with keyboard bass. Yeah. I remember reading a lot of interviews and bass player about different uh, studio bassists who decided to get good at, at keyboard bass because a lot of these pop tunes wanted keyboard bass. Yeah, the who's going to? Is it a moog? Well, you can. I mean, that's one form. I mean, uh, it's got low. Matters. It's got yeah. low end, but that's not. No, I mean, there's just synthesizers had different bass tones into it. It was better. When a bassist played it, so they they were adapted that technology. There was also uh, when sampling was real big. Willie, I don't know if you're familiar with him. Willie, he's yeah, yeah. a bass player for uh, Dave Letterman, the yeah. The, yeah. the Late Show Band, and yeah. everything. Big, uh, big furry guy. He's not real furry. Yeah, I think he's furry. But anyway, he uh, <laughs> he had a set of samples that he played. So this is a guy playing an actual bass, yeah. playing all the different notes. And then those samples, they would use that for keyboard bass or for sequencing or yada yada yada. But here you got a you got a guy who's a uh, makes his living doing studio musician. Figure out a way to make it better by using actual using an actual instrument to do the samples. Yeah. So I think that goes the same way with your uh, NFTs and your. Um, you've really you're really distracting me with. I know. I'm taking pictures. And, and you hit the <laughs> mic. I did it to my. He's all But you see what I'm getting at? I think the artist can use this technology to adapt. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Come on, Paul. Just just do it. I'm taking pictures. He's he's doing all kinds of I gotta do it again. Oh, for fuck's sakes. You know, just go on with your thought. You can do this. You can do this. You don't have to worry about me. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> that I think that this kind of stuff and this technology will push push an artist to to try to take it to the next level and be more creative. Yeah, that's what I, I'm saying. You I, use the I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But at the same time, I think the computer's never going to make your little pictures as good as well. I'm sure you are from that. It's I'm, never going to fucking happen. I am sure somebody told. I'm sure there was a guy named Paul telling a guy named Mike in the 1800s. That camera's never going to be able to do what your brush can do. It don't. Dude. It can't. It absolutely cannot. The camera cannot do what the brush can do. You're absolutely right on that. But I know. The, I've the, said absolutely five times. I know, but said it. what I'm trying to say is the end result, the customer's behavior is what changes because now their pocketbooks aren't hit as hard or they're able to do it themselves, right? The whole DIY movement thing, right? All I'm getting at is this: this is the point of is it killing us? I don't think it's killing us if you look at it as it'll never replace the brush. I think it's killing us at the end result in terms of we're losing customers or are we? And that moves yeah. us into the next part of the show. I want to I kind of dive into the idea of if, if your customer is able to do it themselves, 
then why the fuck do they need you? Exactly. Why do so you need wedding new, photographers? Yeah, find new customers. Find somebody that needs your work. And that's kind of where I'm going with this, too. So to answer the, is technology killing the artist, in my own words, no. Maybe. Sometimes, yes. And I know, I'm, I, I know that's bad. I know when people are listening going, dude, I need an answer. I, I just, this got to be definitive. It's a pointless question. Right. It literally is a pointless question because if you're worried that your oil painting isn't going to be accepted anymore because it was created with a brush, you're looking at technology the wrong way. I mean, that's the bottom yeah. line. Go use your camera, take pictures, and use that as a reference tool. Use it as a marketing tool to tell people what you're doing as an artist. Do some video of yourself. You know, use the mm-hmm. tool for your benefit and find the end customer who wants your painting created with a brush, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with music. Find people who like your music, all that kind of stuff. So maybe we probably answered all the questions, but I want to get into real quick productivity. How has, te- how has technology helped the creative productively? Well, it allows you all kinds of access to, to tracking devices, spreadsheets, um, ways to uh, manage your time. Uh, at least with recording, I used to record the tape. It was a lot slower than, than just bam, you know, plug, plugging into one of my, you know, UAWs or something and, right. and recording. But then at the same time, there's been the last three times I went to try to create music, uh, the goddamn computer was updating and it fucked me. It <laughs> just totally slowed me down. You're a PC guy. I can't help you there. <laughs> no, but so you, you got things like that or you got technology goes down, but stuff breaks um anyway yeah. <laughs> but but with music you know i don't have 30 stacks of tapes i have to rifle through to try to find that riff i got yeah, you can, i got you little can search. Click, clicks on the yeah computer. the power of search is crazy yeah, yeah. you know the, i'm the, saying just for my own music though you know i save it and then and it's in a file paul's you know practice tapes for yeah whatever date and then i know i can go back and i can look and i can i can click on it man before there was so much sitting there with a boombox, reminding right. it and hitting start and reminding it. It's saved a lot of time. You reminded me real quick of this. Yeah, this thing. I got a book uh, about how to use your second brain. And this, this isn't some hmm. foo-foo thing. It's, it's using technology as a way to free your brain from all the anxiety and, and thought processes that you do on a regular basis. So you don't have to think about it anymore. It just happens, right? You're reminded of things. You're able to put things into do's when you um, think of an idea. This is big for artists. Most of us do think of our things like when we're in the shower or taking a walk or something. You you just, you almost always have your smartphone on you. So make a note of it Mm -hmm. and move on. Don't, don't try to regurgitate everything right then and there because you're on a walk or you're in the shower, right? Just make a note. I'm going to go back and follow this up. So this, this came about, um, uh, the author, Tiago Forte. Um, Sounds made up. It's real. He's a real guy. His dad's a painter, too, from what I gather. My dad sold cars. What's that? How's that relevant? Well, I just, the connection to me is kind of neat. I, I mean, not to me directly, but you oh, know what I'm you saying. You guys related? No, no. Uh, I, I, love when I, I, der- I love when I derail you. I know. This is pretty well derailed. Um, but this this takes me back to the, uh, the uh, quote by Albert Einstein that says, the human spirit must prevail over technology. And the concept of the second brain is the human spirit prevailing over technology mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, you, you just 
I've I've went hook, line, and sinker. I didn't realize I was doing a lot of this stuff naturally before I read the book. Uh-huh. Let me try to explain this. We grew up in an age where going to the library using the Dewey Decimal System to find a book was how we found it. It was so slow. Yeah. Right? And it was all topic-based or author-based. Very or, convoluted. You know, whatever. And you'd get a number and you'd go to that section of the library and you'd find that number and you go, that's the book, right? The thing with Second Brain is you put everything in your notes based on a project or archive or an area or a resource, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I said that all backwards, but it basically, the acronym is PARA, P-A-R-A. And, and you, I don't want to give away everything because you, if you're interested in the Second Brain, go look up Tiago Forte. And, and look into the book. It, it's a relatively new book, but you're probably already doing a lot of this stuff anyway if you're into technology at all. But, you know, keep yourself some notes. It's not, it's not one app either. I need, I need to explain this. It's not just one thing that you pick up that basically controls your every thought that you can fall back on. You know, in my case, I use uh, an app called Todoist to help me with a to-do list. And I, you've heard me before say I hate to-do lists, right. but this is the only app I've ever found that makes it fun because I can literally put things in there quickly. It's not fiddly. I don't, I don't have to overthink it. I can just hit the little plus button and say, here you go. And it, it drops it in my inbox so that later when I have time to organize it, I can or- organize it. That's the second brain. So think of code, C-O-D-E, right? You capture, you organize, you distill, and you export, C-O-D-E, hmm. right? So your inputs or like, like, let's say you're walking outside and a friend of yours says, dude, have you ever painted this thing? That's an input. So your conversation is your input. And what you do is you um, capture that. No, I've never painted that. It sounds really cool. Make a note real quick, just in a Dropbox somewhere and however you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Apple Notes, Google Notes, I think they have something yeah. like it. Then you come back and you organize that note. You put that note someplace where it might be useful. Maybe you have a project already going on that can work with that. Like in my case, I've got an art show coming up mm-hmm. that might make a nice painting for the art show. I'll put it in that project. Or it's a resource. Or it's you know, resource meaning um, it's something I can fall back on when I don't have an idea. Because mm-hmm. we've all done that. Oh, yeah. Even as a musician, I'm sure you sat there and went, what am I going to write? You well, know? I got a list of, I got a, a, a bunch of recordings on my phone of different riffs. Exactly. And, so you've already started storing your stuff, you've maybe even organized it a little mm-hmm. bit. Now you need to distill that down into things that would work into something better so that when you export it and you record it, you give it to your customers, your audience. Now they have something that's already been well thought out that you didn't have to just come up with in five minutes. I hate the story we always hear about how a band goes into the studio and their producer says, that's the hook, do that. And we come up with a song in five minutes. Oh, the fuck you did. No, you didn't. You, you've had this riff on the tour bus for the last six months you decided to use it the the producers liked it you hurried up and came up with one more filler song for your album and so you know it was stupid enough that the rest of the people in the world loved it and i'm going off on a tangent i know it does but, happen but you see you know yeah i mean or you just stand yeah, there and then yeah. play something and it's like it just falls together yeah yeah but by and large no it's something that you've been kicking around for a long time yeah and just never got around to finishing right so you can use technology, though, to be more productive. Oh, yeah. You can, you can take these things and, and figure out how to put it all together and, and really kind of go into your thing. And I kind of wish I knew more about this when we did the productivity ep- episode. Um, what episode was that? 
I don't remember the number. I'd have to go back and do the search and find it. But that's the thing. That's what I was getting at with the Dewey Decimal System. Now you have a digital system of finding things. So you don't put things in by author and all these other non-essential thought process categories, Mm -hmm. right? You put them in categories that say that's a resource. That's an archive. That's an area of interest. Like in my case, I'm trying to learn German. So anytime I come across a, a really cool link that helps me learn German, I can put it in the area of German language. Make sense? Oh, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's so much better because you can use the search feature of whatever database you're putting the stuff into. So what we've really learned is that uh, computers killed the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a nerd. <laughs> I don't know. So we, we, we do need to wrap this up. Do you have any final thoughts on it? Do you have anything you want to add? Because I, I know there's other things I want to just throw in here. But like I said, I could talk forever. Well, just, uh, I mean, I, I touched on, I mentioned wedding photography. And it's like you talked about how, why do you need, then, then why do we need a, a, an artist? Why do you need a photographer? It's mm-hmm. like, well, my mom's got a Nikon. She can just do the wedding. She's probably and got then, an iPhone. And then, and then the wedding's <laughs> over and you realize you don't really have any of the shots that you have and the light's not right. And this and that's why, yeah. that's why artists, photographers and painters are always going to, no matter how good the technology gets. Yeah. It's, it's still never, but it's, it, yeah. And it's never going to be a, a replacement for experience. It can make things easier, faster, but a photographer knows, okay, well, this is going to happen. I need to be here when this happens. My mom don't know that. Oh, a, a, a yeah. painter knows when, when they're going to paint something and they're trying to get it exactly the way they want. They know how they want it to be. The computer don't. The computer's right, just right. trying to throw this together. A musician knows, a drummer knows how, how the beat should lay back and how it should swing. The drum machine don't know that. Right. Or how but, it reacts with the audience. Right. Because there how, is a reaction. And then once all the other instruments are on there, how that maybe should change or maybe this, this, should, maybe this should be laid back more. Maybe there should be accents there. So if you got an actual drummer playing digital drums or playing a drum machine or you got an actual artist that's using these technologies to do stuff and you got an actual photographer that's using this technology to make things better it's great and it's uh that the the not i don't even want to say amateur just the the casual the casual photographer the casual musician the casual painter they're never going to be able to use that technology to reach the heights that yeah, somebody yeah, absolutely. that has dedicated their life to it is it's I, about experience i don't think this conversation ends because it's going to be a, a, a constant you know tomorrow we're going to have a new technology you know, the next day we have a new technology and the tradition that we have from the past is still going to be there. So it's memory, memory doubles in speed and size, every X thing in the computer. Yeah. <laughs> and then that makes the computing power. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Things there's are just, a law. There's a name for that. There's a, yeah. Sorry. Ramey, Ramey's law. Squirrel brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think imagination, I don't know how, how do I want to put this? I wrote it down, but. I don't know that I want to say it exactly the way. You could tweet this if you want to tweet it. I, I don't get it. You, you, don't, you don't. Okay. Imagination and creativity exist in the minds of man. No machine or technology can instinctively learn how an artist thinks. Exactly. You know, because you're just, you're an artist. Be an artist. And everybody's going to think different. Absolutely. Your artist brain is a fingerprint. There's no two yeah. exactly like. And this leads me into... I don't think you should only focus on your audience. We, we've got this in our minds this in this day and age that your audience is all that matters. If you're a YouTuber, you gotta got to cater to your audience. The fuck you do? Right. Make whatever it is you want to make, and the audience will find you. 
that's a better audience. I don't care. If it's good you know, and the content is, is valid, then there'll be an audience. For exactly. It. Exactly. Paul, do you have anything else to add? Anything at all? Did I ask you that already? My second brain is failing me now. You did ask me that, and then I, I added some stuff, yeah, and we then did. you asked me again. So, yeah, so, no, not, so no. to answer your question, no, I'm No, no. It's the beer. It's been a fun episode. Rock, yeah. I'm not near as buzzed as I was the last time when we did one of this. I know. <laughs> That's Jesus. so fantastic. I almost put cream in this thinking you would drink it. <laughs> it it's not good. You really don't like it? It grows on you. It does. If I had to choke it down to compare to some of that. Well, choke it down. I want to see you choke it down. Yeah, Do well. it. Do it for me. I want to see you drink the rest. I mean, no. Jesus. It's not even Jesus. that much. <laughs> it is. There's a lot there. No, it's not. It's not even a... It's probably three ounces of like beer. What's well, three ounces I don't like? Why do I want to drink things that I, I don't like I want to see taste? you do it. No, I'm not do doing it. it. I don't like it. Do it now. I do not like Peer it. Peer pressure. Do it. I don't like it. Do it. It's awful. <laughs> he did it. And he... And that's, how can you say it's awful? It's, you didn't even like drink the, it. I'm not drinking all that. It's awful. Somebody come get him. All right. I think we've answered all the questions. I'll bring in some balut and tell you, we didn't need all your balut. <laughs> all it's right. Awful. Share this episode. Really, share it. We need more listeners. We, yeah, need more. We, we need Sponsors. more people. Sponsor us. I'll drink this beer if they give it. <laughs> I'm a whore. <laughs> All it right. is the greatest taste of beer ever. Yeah. Are we ready to be done? We're, my my timer's blinking at me saying, hey, you've went over. Fuck that timer. You're using technology to... Yeah. That technology can't... Yeah. Can't, we got technology all over us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got... No, this has been good. This shit stuck to your chest. I hope... It's not actual shit. It's a... Well, well I know that. It's a, it's a little well, piece of plastic. Well, you know, we're on the radio here, so you got We're not on the radio. Up. Basically. No. That's what it is. No, it's a podcast. It, it, which is internet radio. Sort of. Exactly. Sort of exactly is what it is. <laughs> All right. People can't see it. May your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish this beer. Oh, good. And I'm going to say bye to Paul. I'm going to say bye to everybody listening. Hopefully we've sparked and, some, some thoughts and some yeah, debate. And absolutely. Some don't, with don't, yourself. Don't yeah. fear the reaper. Unless technology. you got more cowbell. <laughs> yeah. Look, what's, what's the least amount adding, of technology? I'm adding cowbell to this episode. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> we got to have more cowbell, baby. <laughs> uh, guess it's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you, Paul. Have a good one. Bye.